Just a few weeks ago, the fears of many New Brunswick community members became an unfortunate reality. On Tuesday, Mayor Jim Cahill, DevCo President Chris Palladino, and Dr. Stephen Labuti, the Senior Vice President of RWJ Barnabas Health and Director of the Rutgers Cancer Institute of New Jersey, officially announced plans to demolish the Lincoln Annex School on Somerset Street and replace the building with a new $750 million 12-story cancer pavilion. According to Mayor Cahill, the students currently attending Lincoln Annex will be transferred to the Warehouse School on 40 Van Dyke Ave nearly two miles outside of the fifth and sixth wards. Cahill said that students would be eventually transferred to a new $55 million facility on Jersey Avenue, but the mayor gave no timeline on when this new facility will be completed. What seems to be set in stone is that the construction of the Cancer Institute site will begin this summer, and without any changes, this school year could be the last for the Lincoln Annex. In addition, the proposed site for the new school on Jersey Ave is currently contaminated with industrial waste, and the location is significantly further away from the homes of many of the kids currently attending Lincoln Annex. The move by DevCo, RWJ, Rutgers, the City Council, and the New Brunswick Board of Education seems to confirm what many parents already know. New Brunswick is putting the interests of its most powerful institutions over those of its most vulnerable residents. The brutal consequence is that New Brunswick kids have become, a, have become chess pieces in a high-stakes game of real estate development with billions of dollars on the line. To most city leaders, downtown development has meant the creation of a metropolis for the rich, white, and Rutgers connected in the city's central business district. As that metropolis has expanded into other parts of the city, it has failed to include the city's longtime residents, causing forced displacements for people like those living in memorial homes, public housing complex, um, while viewing public infrastructure like schools as antithetical to its desires for endless growth. In expanding the new quote-unquote revitalized New Brunswick, the city hasn't just had to displace people to achieve greater benefits, leaders have also had to exclude certain people from those benefits, creating stark divides that are perhaps most visible to the city's Latinx, immigrant, black, and working class communities. But it's also important to remember that the fight to protect New Brunswick schools did not begin with the threats to the Lincoln Annex, nor will it end there, regardless of what the end result may be. For many longtime community members, the controversy over the Lincoln Annex is reminiscent of what happened with the Redshaw School, where students were put in the warehouse for over 10 years, while the new facility was facing, uh, facing significant delays in construction. In addition, for years, courageous parents throughout the city have been working to ensure that school facilities in New Brunswick have adequate air conditioning, which remains an ongoing problem. Parents at Unidos Porsquelas Dignas have put pressure on the Board of Education to retrofit school buildings with air conditioning, and they've made major strides in making sure that New Brunswick kids have access to comfortable and healthy learning environments. Today, we are joined by Jennifer Garcia, a Rutgers student and alumnus of the New Brunswick school system. Jennifer spent time in the warehouse school while Redshaw was under construction. We're also joined by Yolanda Makanda, president and founder of Unidos Porsquelas Dignas, someone who has helped get the group off the ground and is an active member of the new coalition to defend Lincoln Annex. And we're also joined by Yolanda's son, Emmanuel. <laughs> uh, welcome to you both. Um, so we can start with Jennifer. Um, what are your thoughts on the situation with the Lincoln Annex School? Okay, so my thoughts about the situation is that I did not hear about it until I was in my internship in New Labor. I found about it late and I was very upset with myself for not knowing. But again, um, these types of construction is not really shared to the community because I live in an independent community, not by Rutgers like Easton. I live more like Handy and Remsen. Mm -hmm. And that day, I talked to my mother that night and I was like, Mom, did you know this selling was going on? She was like, no, I did not know anything about that. Um, we never went to Lincoln Atnix, but I thought that was a very unfair. And I did talk to Yolanda before I left that night to go home. She was telling me all about it, giving me the scoop. And what I thought was like, wow, I really did not think that when I was at the warehouse, um, I didn't know it was a problem. I knew it was a warehouse because my mom worked around there in the industrial setting. And I asked her, why does your building look like my building? She was like, oh, it's just how it is. So I never questioned it. And that's how some students are going to look at it. 
mm-hmm. students who are just going to accept the conditions are gonna be like, okay, this is my school, okay, I'm gonna just do it and then get out. Yeah. That was my attitude when I was younger, and now I see that that's a bigger problem. Yeah. Okay, remember que son sus este pensamientos sobre la situación con el Pienso que definitivamente el plan que tienen para demolición de Lincoln Annex no necesariamente es lo que necesitamos. Eh, la ciudad de New Brunswick necesita primero una escuela nueva definitivamente y después pueden demoler el edificio. What needs to be done first is to have a new school before you send students somewhere else. Um, definitely, I think they they do a lot of things and they never think about kids and about students. So that's very bad for us and for community and parents because definitely education is the first mm-hmm. and the kids is the first because it's the future for all country all cities mm-hmm. so they need to think about kids first mm-hmm. yeah um and then what people or groups do you see as the most um responsible for this kind of situation that we're now in Well, the ones that are responsible are people in the Board of Education, and they're basically the people who are who have power. Like, when I was told about who was in the, um, in the plan, it was RWJ, definitely. They have more than millions of dollars. Yeah. I heard um, also from one of my classes that, that someone said it was just going to be a negotiation between Rutgers, RWJ, and the Board of Ed. That's it. They weren't going to include the community because they see us as, as also a little dispensable or a lot dispensable, I should say. So they're the ones that have the power. Yeah. personas en la situación usted cree que tiene más responsable Pienso que las, las personas que son responsables de, de esto, yo creo definitivamente, pienso que es el hospital por poner los ojos en una institución educativa pública. Eh, sabiendo todos, eh, en New Brunswick sabemos que el hospital tiene muchísimas otras propiedades que podría usar para este centro. Eh, entonces, mi opinión, pienso que definitivamente el culpable de todo esto es la avaricia sin límites de un hospital que es demasiado poderoso y creo que en segunda parte sería la ciudad que apoya y la la agencia que está a cargo de desarrollo y economía en la ciudad. Y bueno, para mí finalmente creo que el distrito debería de ponerse eh, bien fuerte y pelear por la educación de los niños y la seguridad y salud de los niños. Creo que el trabajo del distrito es frenar todos estos planes eh, avariciosos de, de, est, de esto que ellos quieren hacer, demoler la escuela. The power is the hospital, RWJ, for thinking that they can use the Lincoln Annex building or the space as their new hospital. Um, Obviously, there are other places in New Brunswick where RWJ can use, but it's it's sinister to use that space. You're definitely putting the kids at a position where they have to move from a school that they say it's their school. Um, pienso que eh, la ciudad también tiene mucho. I think the city is to responsibility about this, and the last thing I think the board, the board education need to stand up 
and say, wait, we need to think about students first mm -hmm. and we need to make a plan for the students first. Yeah. And then, so we we do whatever we want to do, but first is kids. Why? Because the kids don't have a voice and the kids depend about parents and the mm -hmm. parents now is very shy and it's very difficult to talk with different people and talk about different issues because really we need we need to some voices help to us um the parents is always busy because we need to work for support families and we need to involve more into education but i'm here i involve in education and i think we we can do a lot of things about education and kids too. yeah <laughs> um but yeah the board the board represents the kids mm -hmm. that's that's who should be the advocate in the room um, yes. And it is great to see like parents who are also working, doing a lot, coming together, trying to win the fight too. Um, and what would be a better plan for the school? I know there's like demands that have been laid out from mm -hmm. the coalition. What is like the ideal plan if um, this kind of doesn't move forward? Okay. The ideal plan for me is is not to touch Lincoln Annex at all. No. Leave it there. There is um, news going around that um, Rutgers and, not Rutgers, RWJ and St. Peter's are going to merge. That's a very big building. They can definitely put the Rutgers, um, not the Rutgers, I keep saying Rutgers, I don't the, know why. the Cancer Institute definitely in that building. I don't think they should <coughs> expand. Just use what they have. Yeah. Okay, ¿cuál es um, la situación? Como la situación es así, ¿cuál es el plan que usted quiere? Como... Como. Yo, yo creo, I think the better plan is they supposed to be live Lincoln Annex for yeah. too many years. Like they they not supposed to be demolition, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, mm -hmm. I know I know some parents were saying that you know if they do have to buy the school they should build a new school first. Mm -hmm. But I, I agree. I think it should be don't touch the school, let mm -hmm. it stay there. It's been there. And kids are going there, we don't want to disrupt anything. Yes, mm -hmm. definitely, because uh, now uh, in New Brunswick, we have too many students. Yeah. And we have uh, four old school, completely old, more mm -hmm. than 100 years. Mm -hmm. Now Lincoln and is have only three years. Yeah. It's like new. Yeah. Right? And they spend too much money for fixing different issues. Mm -hmm. And now they want to this destruction mm -hmm. and is it's not right yeah we need more schools in a city because we have too many students and all schools have more than than have more schools than, yeah than and the students is more than normally right mm -hmm. like in the rooms is like 25 25 mm -hmm. I mean 20 kids mm -hmm. 20 uh, 20 or 25 or 28 well that the sample is like the building is is support to like six hundred people, mm -hmm. and some buildings have like seven hundred, eight hundred. Like yes. Yeah. So definitely we need schools. Mm -hmm. We don't need to take one school and give you one. No, mm -hmm. we need to more, more schools. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then you're kind of mentioning um, some of the issues that. Uh, as for as well as Dignas have brought up. Um, how did you get the organization um, started and like, how did you get involved? Okay. Usted está mencionando los problemas que Escolas Dignas está resolviendo. ¿Cómo hay condicionado? ¿Cómo está este nuevo grupo de Escolas Dignas comenzó? ¿Cómo comenzó Unidos por Escolas Dignas? Uh, I have a three kids. And the first is the second grade. So when he started kinder, 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 kindergarten. yeah, kindergarten, he was sick for five days, and wow. he don't want to go to school back. So and I know he need to more like for too many years on school, and he's a kindergarten, mm -hmm. and he don't want to go. I said I need to do something because he need to go for too many years in the future. Okay. So I see. The lot of kids 
Sweden, Sweden, everybody give you complaints too about, but everybody talk with around people mm -hmm. like oh this Lincoln Elementary mm -hmm. is very hard and everybody cry about that mm -hmm. and the teachers is like oh it's hard everybody talk about that mm -hmm. and I start on um, September 2018 mm -hmm. the campaign I see definitely and I asked to, to the security why the the jeans is so hard and he told me like very clear oh because the parents support they like it i say why and i'm so angry and he said yes because nobody talk anything so they like it i say no i don't like it so I, today i'm start to do something for help all kids and yeah. all schools so that day i got to because definitely I don't know where I need to go, right? Mm -hmm. So I go to the prop, I ask to the secretary in the front, mm -hmm. where I need to go, I have this complaint about my school. And she told me, go to the the board, mm -hmm. education is like 267, Baldwin, mm -hmm. I think. I go, I talk with the secretary and I tell my complaint and she say, uh, I'm sorry, but I need to tell you we have a three school like this, like Roosevelt, Livingston, and Lincoln Elementary. It is the same situation, and and everybody like normally, right? Like the the, the parents think like we can do anything because some parents give you complaints before, and they give you this answer. Oh, you know, it's so many. We need to use so many. Um, like a lot of money and we don't have uh, money for years of condition and it's very expensive to work and blah 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 and I say I don't believe definitely I don't believe why because like I see like for example library right on the 1660 Livingston Avenue mm -hmm. and the building is all yeah. But they have air conditioning in all areas. Yeah. So I say, no. That's a, they don't have air conditioning because it's a public school. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the 90% is Latino. Mm -hmm. It's immigrants. I know the reason. That's the reason. And she told me, I'm sorry, but I can help you. And definitely, I don't believe you can do like different way. But mm -hmm. anyway, do whatever you want to do. I said, I need to talk with the attendant. And he, she said, oh, it's, he's so busy. But I give you, I tell you your complaint. I said, okay. So then I go to other organization. I go to New Labor. I go to uh, uh, New, uh, Esperanza neighborhood. And I asked to the guys, why nobody talk about this happening? Why nobody talk about education? I know we have a new brands with too many organizations and they talk about a lot of different issues, but nobody talk about education, about schools. So someone say, oh, because it's very difficult things. And it's like dangerous. Mm -hmm. I don't care. What do you need? I tell the president for uh, Esperanza neighborhood. I say, what do you need for start to do something? And she and he said, I need to some parents to stand up and never go back. Mm -hmm. I said, okay, I'm here. And definitely we need to start to do something. Mm -hmm. And I never back. Because then we get uh, air condition for Roosevelt in the third floor. And the first year wow. when we start to fight, they give you answer to us. I said, okay. So then I read the budget, and then I get information to this pair, this pair, this pair, and then I know what what is going on. So I start. I'm continuing. I'm advocating for for ear conditions, mm -hmm. and I hope so. Definitely, we get uh, more ear condition for this summer. I'm not sure, but I'm continuing work with these issues, and I love it. 
and I'm happy because when I go to Roosevelt School and I see the faces, it's like fluffy, happy, mm -hmm. and I'm excited because I say, why nobody do before? Mm -hmm. And I ask my husband, I don't believe like any any parents stand up and say, come on, we need this for our kids. Mm -hmm. Because I start to investigation what happened when the the, 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 the temperature is up like 95 mm -hmm. or 90 or 85 degrees. Like the kids never learn. Yeah. They feel bad, they have a headache, they have a thirsting, mm -hmm. yeah. and they don't learn anything. They want to go home, and nobody see that. So I'm so sad, but definitely now I'm happy. And I'm continuing work and advocating, and I love my my job, my passion job. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it would have never happened getting the air conditioning on the third floor had it not been for mm -hmm. parents like you standing up. Like, yeah. that's what it takes. Um, and is the board being more responsive now? Um, do you think that they're kind of on the path in the right direction, or could they be doing more, the Board of Ed? Okay. La pregunta es que el Board of Ed está respondiendo a sus demandas, o lo está ignorando, o pueden ser más? No, definitely they're listening to us. Because I go every month to the board's meeting, every month. And every month I talk the same issues. So sometimes the president, when I open the door and he's look like me, like, where she go? So <laughs> when I see it, she's looking like very straight. But I say, I'm not scared, I'm here. Yeah. So after seven months, he say, excuse me, you don't have any two other issues talk? I say, no. When you fix in this happens, so we then we talk about food or playgrounds or sometimes. Mm -hmm. yeah. And how do you think the fight to protect the Lincoln Annex is connected with the fight for more dignified schools and air conditioning in schools? Um, ¿Cómo usted ve que um, la campaña? de Escuelas Unidas para defender a Lincoln Annex es como similar a, a, este, a la misión de escuelas dignas a dejar este, condiciones mejores como air conditioning. Mm, I think it's very different issues because years of condition, of course they use money for, for fixing, mm -hmm. But it's not millions and millions. Yeah. So Lincoln Annex is definitely business. They think about business. And money. The, uh, about money. Yeah. So the issues is different, but I believe the patterns look like what we do and what we get. So I think the patterns look look us and they say, oh, we can do something. Like maybe we can stop the selling school, but we do some uh, some actions, mm -hmm. and uh, everybody see. Oh, the parents the parents start wake up like no more sleep. Like <laughs> next time we need to talk with parents too. So I think definitely it's good. Yeah. It's not just to fight to protect schools, it's to make the schools better, too. Yeah. Um, and Jennifer, as a member of both the Rutgers and the larger New Brunswick communities, you have a really unique vantage point. Um, how have you seen Rutgers and the community interact while you've grown up in New Brunswick? Has it been positive or negative? I didn't kind of see it. Well, ever since I was a child, Every Saturdays, we would come to downtown just to walk around my mm -hmm. family because that's the day my parents were both home. They were off. They were also off Sunday, but my dad would go back to work. So we had quality time. So you will see the community there, and then you'll also see the Rutgers students. How you know there were students were because they were young and they were not Latino. Um, some of them were actually black, um, but definitely you see the division. and. 
when it comes to this side of the community where College Ave is, Easton, it's more business and it looks nicer in property. But when you go, it's not even the outskirts. It's like, I say mid New Brunswick, but students here call it the outskirts of New Brunswick, and that's not the right term. Yeah. Um, so in mid New Brunswick, like Livingston Ave, it's, it's nice because there's, there's law offices there, uh, funeral homes. But going more towards like the Douglas area, Feaster Park and everything, you do see the community in a different way. You see people just standing there, um, either one looking for work or two just selling things that they're not supposed to sell. Um, you see homes that are not well, um, and it's not safe. It's not safe because you'll see some kids walking home alone or going to school alone. And if you're like driving, you're like, okay, I'm just gonna see if this um, child gets home safe. Like I would yeah. do that sometimes. If I was walking, I would be like, okay, she's alone. Let me just see if she crosses the street safe or see if anyone's staring at her because you don't know what can happen. But definitely there's a divide. And then right now there's more construction towards the courthouse where TD Bank is at. They're making that um, parking lot. And they, I heard from someone else that I work with that they're going to do condominiums around there. So apartments. So I see where the money's coming from. And yeah, there's been a lot of change. A lot of change mainly downtown, around the core area, not on the other side. Yeah. And how my coworker put it, it's tough to move the community out. But he said it's not impossible. Once he said that, I was like, okay, it can happen. Yeah. So I worry about it. I worry if um, there would be reasonable rent because we pay rent. Mm -hmm. Because we're close to New Brunswick, I feel that students that live in Easton, they probably pay rent more than what my family pays. But I do see in the future that probably rent prices will go up in order to pay for what's going on in New Brunswick. New Brunswick itself will become too expensive yeah. for the community to live. Yeah. Because you have all these college students coming in mm -hmm. that are willing or able to pay for these right. outrageous rents. Mm -hmm. And then that just drives up the cost for everybody else, too. Definitely. So it's scary, and it, it kind of requires people coming together, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, I was also talking, um, someone at a different organization in New Brunswick um, who worked with the homeless was telling me there's some maps where, like, Remsen isn't on the map. They'll just, like, completely erase, like, blocks from the mm -hmm. map so, like, Rutgers students don't even think about going, like, to definitely. anywhere else. Yeah, definitely. I see that when I, I mean, like, <coughs> once I go to class, I do see people like me, but they're not me because they're not from New Brunswick. They're either from Jersey City. They're like, mm -hmm. oh, I relate to you. But then I'm like, then why are you asking me the question, how's the other side of New Brunswick? Yeah. That's what I want to yeah. tell them all the time. Um, and then the Rutgers AUP, AFT, and some other student organizations have joined the coalition um, to save the Lincoln Annex School. Are these positive shifts, and what do you think can be done to kind of close the divides between Rutgers and the community? Okay. About the Rutgers Union, um, there is, they have a lot of resources to advocate for the community. Yeah. But at the same time, you have to um, realize that they're, they are in the community for some time for their work only, but they don't live there. They can understand the struggle just by the, the report that is said by many people, mm -hmm. but at the same time, they don't have the feeling like, oh my God, this is going to happen soon. I got to move. Yeah. I got to move or else my kid's going to be transferred two miles away from home, and then I got to think about a way to transport my kid if there's no... Um, transportation or find babysitter because I work. A lot of parents go through that. When we were younger, definitely my mom had to rearrange a babysitter and pay yeah. them because she wasn't there to care for us. They, she had to work in order to pay rent and pay all of these things needed for, for living. So they definitely don't have that stress. So in order to um, bring the Rutgers Union and the community together, I definitely think there should be a safe space to talk. Like. Definitely there's meetings, but I feel like um, parents should say more of their testimony. It shouldn't be more about advocacy, because definitely everyone can advocate for someone. But can you really do the job without you understanding their standpoint? So that's what they have to do. Like You have to hear what they're saying. Yeah, and also let the community lead. Mm -hmm, definitely. It's not about, yeah. you know... 
That's number one. Definitely. Taking a leadership spot in a town that you don't live in. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that I think may have to be kind of addressed at future meetings is letting parents like Yolanda and people mm-hmm. who are living in the community like yourself Definitely. lead. Um, and how important do you think it is for Rutgers students to kind of get involved and show solidarity? Do you think that they can make an impact or is it maybe not so much their kind of place? Well, um, <coughs> it's because it's also there's a problem that I do see Rutgers separate from the community. I see them separate. I should stop. I mean, it's reality. If Rutgers students um, were to join this fight, definitely it will make it it'll make it much stronger and that this situation is very serious because again like these are are the future like New Brunswick kids most of them come to Rutgers why because it's close to home some of them can't even afford housing so that's why they don't want to go out of state or go to like you know somewhere else in New Jersey so that's why they stay here and that's the reason why I I stood here too Mm -hmm. because I can't pay rent on my own I can't pay all these things like food by myself with what I get paid. So definitely Rutgers students have to be in this fight too because that's where the New Brunswick students are going to end up. Like they're going to be in their shoes once they graduate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you were you went to the warehouse school um, for how long? How many years were you um, I went there when Reshaw was under construction. It wasn't even under construction, but Reshaw was over there. Um, I don't know how long, but I started fourth grade. I did fifth grade there too. And then when we were fifth graders, I don't think the principal said it, but someone said, middle school is just right across the playground. And I was like, oh, it's the same building. So eight, nine, actually three, four, five. So I was there five years. Wow. Yeah, elementary and then middle school. And then I actually went to a regular school when the old New Brunswick High School, which is the middle school, um, was renovated. I actually felt like I was in school because they had murals and everything, and they had um, classrooms with windows, a chalkboard. I never seen a chalkboard for like a long time. Because wow. usually in the warehouse they have um, what do you call it, dry erase boards. Mm-hmm, yeah. That and I was like, oh, this is how chalk smells. Wow. Was there are there any other experiences in the warehouse school that you think people should know about that like? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was years the kids ago. Yeah. yeah, it was years ago. So probably they, I have no doubt, the board or whoever, um, they spent millions of dollars to make it look better. So one thing that stood out that I told to a reporter once is that their cafeteria. So they don't have a stove there, like Roosevelt or everything. They have like gigantic either heating ovens or microwaves. I have no idea what they were, but they were huge things, and you would get um food in a box so in a little cardboard box um there was it could be pasta it was um what was it mashed potatoes it kind of felt like i was in the box world that makes sense yeah um because there was no stove everything was heated up a lot of plastic and also like in the cafeteria there was that was the only place that had windows too along with the gym and there was like um high ceiling lights that were dangling and they were dim they were dim, so you can barely, like, you can see, but it was a little darker. It was the darkest place out of the gym and the other classrooms. The classrooms were brightly lit. And then I told um, the reporter that it kind of reminds me of the warehouse at Amazon because it's huge. The ceiling is very huge, and then they have dangling lights. So then I'm like, definitely, it's, it's a warehouse type of environment because you need ceiling space. Yeah. So, and it's surrounded by other warehouses mm-hmm, too. Definitely. Um, so, mm-hmm. and then this can be for both of you, and I think Yolanda, you were speaking to it too. Do you think a sale or a possible sale like this would have happened in a whiter, more privileged school? And what role does racial and ethnic identity play in this situation? Okay, Yolanda. Um, gente blanca con más este um, dinero y por qué usted cree que esto no le pasa a la gente que tiene más privilegio um, quiero decir que esta pregunta está bien clara y bien hecha I think the question is perfect <laughs> yes I like this question because yeah. of course we need to talk clear Right. Yeah. 
because the true is true, right? Definitely, I think is like that's the LinkedIn and is have like 90% white people. They don't touch school before to make a new building. So they move, maybe they buy, but definitely they made a new building first and beautiful and big and they put everything whatever they need like so definitely this is not happen mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. entiende lo que dice esto no pasaría mm -hmm. si fuera el 96% blancos okay. no pasaría y si pasaría sería que ellos hicieran un edificio bien moderno bien moderno bien grande bien completo y entonces moverían los estudiantes de un building a un building nuevo terminado y jamás los mandarían a un almacén. Okay, so what has just been said is that if Lincoln Annex was 90 to 96% white, if the students had to be transported elsewhere, definitely the job of having a new school will have already been done. Yeah. And a warehouse wouldn't even be an option. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. They don't think about what a house. Yeah. They never use it. Yeah. They would never consider. Yes, that. exactly. Did you want to add anything to that? Well, the thing is that it also comes to how much money the community has. Well, definitely in New Brunswick, there's a lot of jobs that are paid under the table, and I'm not blaming it on taxes. Even though I do, and I sound like a person, I don't know. I don't know what <laughs> side I want to support, but definitely um, communities like Edison. It, it's a very diverse community, but they're way better than New Brunswick. They still yeah. have their high schools there. They have more schools than what they have students. If that were to happen, I feel like um, either because the parents here in that community, they probably have jobs. They have like positions in the community, like being um, in the city council, like that. That's the thing that makes a difference. They're engaged parents. New Brunswick, we need to get engaged. But some of the parents can't even do it because they're working so much in order to pay what they need to pay. And I'm not saying that's our fault, but uh, basically people who have more money in this community see or the weakness of the immigrant community. And they're like, they're not going to push back, so let me do what I want. So if it was in Edison, which yeah. I've been there before, very nice, parents would be already in these roles and they're like, you know what? Don't even pass this. It's not even going to get in the media because they rejected yo quiero agregar de esto de qué papel juega la identidad racial y étnica en esta situación creo que hay muchísimo racismo para la gente latina y creo que a los latinos nos hacen pagar cantidades muy altas de renta y también siento que los blancos son muy privilegiados porque todos los Uh, bueno, algunos edificios modernos que están construyendo ahora en New Brunswick. Uh -huh. Muchos muchos sabemos que ellos no pagan taxes por 30 años. Uh -huh. Y eso es un abuso de poder porque no debería de ser. Ellos ellos lucran mucho de una manera, perdón, de una manera deshonesta y a nosotros siempre nos hacen pagar. No quiero decir que a nosotros no también nos perdonen los taxes o la renta. Quiero uh -huh. decir que debería de ser parejo y no tener esos privilegios para la gente rica y para la gente pobre hacerla más pobre. Uh -huh. Siento que teníamos que ser igualitarios. Okay. So, um, what has just been said is that there is a lot of racism towards the Latin community. And this is shown when we have to pay high prices in rent and in taxes. In comparison to whites, they actually get tax cuts or they do not honestly pay their taxes. And obviously when they come in and move in New Brunswick to these new apartments, they probably don't even pay the full price. And that causes us to pay even more. Yeah. So what really, the phrase that I really liked what Yolanda said is that the poor get poorer and the richer get richer. That's true. And like some landlords won't even provide um, leases in 
languages besides English. Mm-hmm. And then for a lot of new building projects, they have 30-year tax breaks. Okay. All those projects, the new buildings going up with the apartments don't have like any taxes. So it's really stark, the divides, and it needs to be addressed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then how can more people get involved in Unidas Por Escuelas Dignas mm-hmm. and also the Coalition to Defend the Lincoln Annex? Mm-hmm. And are there any upcoming events or actions that people should know about? Okay. Um, ¿Cómo la gente se puede involucrar más con Escuelas Dignas y la campaña por defender um, Lincoln Annex? ¿Y qué eventos um, hay por llegar? Bien, um, ¿cómo, ¿cómo más personas deberían de participar o podrían añadirse al defender Lincoln Annex? Definitivamente por medio de las redes sociales, hacer videos, hacer comentarios, mandar correos electrónicos a la Junta de Educación uh-huh. e, e incluso eh, ahora mismo estamos trabajando mandando correos electrónicos al Estado uh-huh. y necesitamos que muchos padres ahora que hacemos la marcha el 18 de febrero para defender Lincoln Annex, esa es una acción abierta al público, todos podemos añadirnos a esa marcha y expresar nuestra inconformidad con este tipo de, de acciones. Definitivamente habrá muchos eventos en los que las, las familias, la comunidad y, y la coalición realizará, uh-huh. es, tenemos ahora mismo la marcha el 18 de febrero, como ya lo mencioné, uh-huh. y también tenemos la junta de, de educación del uh-huh. board el 25 de febrero a las 7 en la uh-huh. high school, uh, y después tenemos una reunión el 2 de marzo en la 300 de la Somerset Street, y vamos a definitivamente vamos a hacer muchísimas más acciones uh-huh. en las cuales vamos a publicar en las redes sociales. Okay. So definitely what we're doing right now for people to get more involved is to get involved in social media, see what we're sharing, um, because definitely that has our dates of our upcoming events. Um, also, we're working on sending emails to the Board of Ed, expressing our opinions to defend Lincoln Annex. Um, we're also going to also send emails to the state of New Jersey because this situation it's very it's gone very far and something needs to be done mm-hmm. and then also we invite all people regardless of your community member worker student teacher whatever uh, February 18 will be the march to defend Lincoln Annex um, there will be people giving testimony to express their opinions about this um, cell and then also with the coalition of Lincoln Annex on February 25th we encourage people to come to the board of of ed they will have their monthly meeting and the more support there is in the crowd the better and then in march 2nd there's also going to be a meeting in 300 somerset street we're going to talk more about um, what we're going to do next awesome and then one last question um i like to end with this what is your vision of new brunswick for new brunswick what do you hope the city would look like in 10 years or 20 years um, what changes do you think okay so for me being here for like all my life I've seen the Brunswick change definitely but a lot in architecture and all these new buildings I wanted to change like elsewhere instead of visually Visually, yeah, definitely that's like to get more people to come. But I want the schools to be more integrated because there is a division between the students too. Because there is a, a, what is it, a school called P-Tech, which is a, the old restaurant warehouse. Um, they're seen as smart. My brother talks about them as like, oh, they're students that don't have a break and they, they go to all these um, tech jobs and that's what I want to do. Well, definitely a child has the chance to go anywhere but I feel like all schools should have the same programs not divided like as you see like New Brunswick High School versus the health sciences high school Mm -hmm. they see that the health sciences are like more workers bound while the New Brunswick High School is like slackers I definitely want to see the schools more integrated I want it to be well-rounded to have math science music and you should make that decision 
when you're about to graduate high school, not when you're going yeah. in middle school or going yeah. You're anywhere. So young, yeah. It's it's very young. Like definitely, I get. I remember once up when I was on in middle school, I was like, why do we just not have one teacher that shows us? Well, teaches us English, math, science, everything. They're like, oh, this is how college works. You'll be moving from one campus to another or another class to another class. So we're just preparing you um, early. Now that I see you, I'm like, oh, that's some BS, man. <laughs> Please don't tell me that again or don't tell the children that. I'm kind of yeah. thinking how many times you're saying that to a child. And they're going to believe it because I believe it. And I always see, I don't know what park it's called, but it's a park close to Douglas. Um, it says New Brunswick's getting better. Definitely it's getting better. But education-wise, not really. So I just want the education to get more better. And then I want more affordable housing, too. Because if all these businesses are coming by, then have more affordable housing. Yeah. That's all I want. And I do want students to have a path to any college they want, not just Rutgers. Because mm-hmm. definitely you have the ability to go anywhere. Yeah. Okay. Um, yo, yo decir que yo tengo 14 años viviendo en New Brunswick. Vine menor de edad. Ahora tengo 33, 34 años. Mm-hmm. Um, En lo personal, yo no quería tener familia aquí. Yo no quería hacer una vida para quedarme. Uh-huh. Y las cosas no fueron así. Ahora soy mamá, tengo tres hijos. Uh-huh. ¿Y cómo veo New Brunswick en 10 años? Uh, definitivamente, por lo poco que he experimentado en lo que es la educación, definitivamente necesitamos cambiar el sistema de educación. Tenemos un sistema antiguado y poco poco efectivo. ¿Y por qué digo eso? Porque si vemos las listas de la gente que se gradúa, la mayoría de graduados de Rockers no viven en New Brunswick, son de afuera. Y New Brunswick ahora mismo está infectado de muchas plagas que lo están carcomiendo. Si no paramos esto, si no preparamos a niños con una educación para competir, Si no preparamos a niños con valores morales, éticos, creo que en 20 años tendremos una locura de ciudad. Creo que en 20 años la avaricia estará tan alta que no cabrá nadie en esta ciudad. Eh, La división, la competencia, el poder y la avaricia de tener dinero y poder, eso consume New Brunswick y lo estamos viendo ahora. Entonces, uh, no quiero ser pesimista, pero creo que los que todavía tenemos la cabeza fría para pensar, deberíamos de tomar acciones prontas en lo que respecto a la educación, al desarrollo económico. Uh, me importa a mí tanto la educación porque yo pienso que Lo, el, el terreno más más bueno y más limpio y más sano para sembrar es la mente de un niño entonces creo que lo primero que tenemos que hacer es empezar a reforzar la educación y cuando digo educación es en todos los niveles no solamente académico sino en todos los niveles como cómo vas a ser tú un buen comerciante como vas a ser un, un buen ciudadano como tú vas a ser una buena persona en tu ciudad entonces si no formamos a niños bien educados vamos a tener una ciudad llena de problemas y llena de divisiones y realmente puede tener muchísimos edificios bonitos y muchísimas viviendas pero si la gente no tiene educación en la mente y el corazón creo que va a ser una zona muy poco agradable para vivir so, Yolanda has been living in New Brunswick for 14 years. She came here at a very young age and was a minor. Now she's 32, or 32 years, see? And at the beginning, she did not want a family. She just wanted to come here to work. Um, but now it's not the same. She has three kids and cares a lot for them. So in 10 years, what 
she wants to see happen is that there has to be a lot of rebuilding. First of all, um, if you see the booklets that have um, Rutgers graduates, you see that most of the graduates are from outside of New Brunswick. They're not students from here. And there are many problems that plague the city, such as money, race, and so many other problems. And in 10 years, these problems were to be fixed, this city will be imaginable. It would have very productive city members and it would be a safe city. Um, and also she doesn't want to be a pessimist, but to get to that point where the city has um, members that are contributing to the city, it's safe place, um, you have to campaign first. Campaign for education. Why does she care for education? because she realized that education really comes to the kid's brain. So the kid's brain is essential. It's like a seed, and then it grows into a plant. So that seed has to be taught in order to be a productive member of the community. And if that were to happen, definitely the division between immigrant community and the more wealthy wouldn't be there. It would be more integrated. You'll see more, more diversity in jobs, businesses, and power might be equal, but again, you do have to campaign first. And the reason why it is as it is now is because schools don't do their job in educating the students well enough in order to go to that path of going to college or just getting a vocational job to um, be a productive member. So that's why you see in the other side of New Brunswick, crime. You see people living in houses that are not well. So in order to fix that problem, it is all, it is all education ultimately. That's a good way to end, I think. <laughs> that was really good. Um, and thank you both for being here.